Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is time to break down some of our favorite and our least favorite bets for the Week 11 NFL slate. With me to talk about it all is Andrew Cayley, a senior publishing editor over at Covers. You can find him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley. That's C-A-L-E-Y. Andrew, how is it possibly Week 11 already? Where are we? I, I don't know. It's it's Week 12 in college, too. We're just a few weeks away from bowl games. It's It goes so fast. It really does. I think about it with baseball because, you know, I, I do a lot of baseball as well. Baseball's forever, man. Like, by the time it's over, I'm so glad it's over at this point. And with the, the NFL season, it's just like, where did it go? I don't, you know, it's other than the fact that I'm living now in the Arctic tundra. You know, I'm up in New England, so it's freezing. <laughs> other than that, I wouldn't even understand that it's basically time to end the season. Yeah, winter just hit. Too. I'm I'm even more even northeast than you up here in Atlantic Canada. And winter hit the last two days, and it is, it's cold. Playoffs just a couple weeks away, so... Well, let's distract ourselves with some uh, gambling advice here. I like that. Yeah, you guys know the drill by now. Andrew and I are going to be giving some of our favorite and our least favorite picks for this week. But as always, let's start with a quick review of last week. I hit on the over 52.5 in the Bucks cardinals game and the under 42.5 on the Bears and the Lions. Now, I narrowly missed by a mere 26 points on the Bengals getting 10 from the Ravens and for real, actually narrowly missed on my prop bet, which was Aaron Jones over 100 yards rushing. He had 93 and only got 13 carries. Meanwhile, our guest Adam Burke nailed the heck out of that Falcons getting 13 from the Saints game. He basically had that game completely dead to rights from the time he started analyzing it. He also hit on the Vikings getting three from the Cowboys and Lamar Jackson over 59 and a half rushing yards. His only miss was on the Lions getting two and a half from the Bears, but to be fair, he had absolutely no reason to know that Jeff Driscoll would be starting that game. So you got some big shoes to fill here, Andrew. Are you ready? It sounds like it. I, I am ready. All right. So we're going to get started, as always, with pick six, where we're going to give three each of our favorite bets, either against the spread or on the over-under. And again, we're going to be using the bettingpros.com consensus odds here. That's an aggregate of the odds that are available in the market. Go ahead and start us off. I, I promise this is not me trolling you, but this is I'm taking the Jets, and now it's, it's, it's even moved even further in my favor at plus two and a half, which makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but... I think they're the better team still. I know as a Jets fan, you probably hate to hear that, but just with the way everything is going and this whole Adam Gase, he's back. Yay, every, I saw how happy you were about that. But I think they can still win this game in spite of Gase, um, particularly because of their defense. They, they rank 11th in the NFL in football outsiders DVOA rankings and second against the run. And Bill Callahan insists on continuing to run the ball Partly because Dwayne, he's committed to Dwayne Haskins being his quarterback, and he doesn't really have any other choice, but they're really not even that good at running the football. They rank 30th in rushing offense DVOA, and they've only scored 21 points with Haskins as their quarterback. That's over a three-game span, I believe. And for the for your Jets, I still have faith in Sam Darnold. He showed some life last week. And his completion percentage has improved over the last three. That offensive line is kind of terrible. <laughs> but I think they still have the weapons here. And like I said, in spite of Gaze, hopefully like they can get the ball to Crowder quickly in some, in some quick slants. And 
hopefully get Le'Veon Bell some more touches out of the backfield. I think he could be effective in this game if they're passing the ball to him out of the backfield. He hasn't run the ball very well recently. I know that, but that's, I think, a product of that offensive line. But Washington is just really terrible. And I think they're going to win this. I think they're going to win the game outright. I, I, I just do. So give me the two and a half points and I might even bet them on the money line this weekend. Yeah. All right. So first of all, I don't think you're trolling me. I, I mean, I hope not. You and I, you and I have a good relationship outside of this podcast. So I would assume that your integrity would allow you to kind of come on here and make a real pick. But I, I'll be honest. No, it is. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I do not in any way hate this pick. Um, it's not one of my favorites just because I'm so tired of backing the Jets like I did against the Patriots, like I did against the Jaguars, where they come out and do absolutely nothing. The fact that it's moved to two and a half is a little surprising here because everything I'm seeing shows that both the number of bets and the amount of money is coming in on the Jets. So the fact that it's a reverse line move makes me a little worried. But this is what I said when we looked at it on Monday, right? When we looked at uh, Sean Green and I took a look at this line when it first opened, it was one and a half. And I was surprised by it because to me, it's a completely different story with Dwayne Haskins starting. At the time we looked at it Monday I think we had just found out about it or or perhaps we found out about it shortly after that game but Dwayne Haskins at least to this point has not shown anything to suggest that he is remotely capable of being an NFL quarterback at the moment I'm not you know I'm not giving an indictment he's just not pro ready yeah he's not ready yet and I completely agree with the Redskins throwing him out there for the rest of the season because what else I mean at this point who cares you know let let's at least let him get his feet wet let him try it yeah yeah let's let him try it so I, I think with that, it's just really difficult to see the Redskins putting up any sort of points, like consistent points in this game. You know, I could see them, you know, popping up a touchdown once in a while. Now, they've had the bye week, so they may have been able to work out some of the kinks with him. But the bottom line is he's just not particularly accurate. He hasn't been reading defenses all that well. So in the end, I'm fine with it. And I think <laughs> I, I would also I would take it at two and a half. I would take it at one and a half as well and a bet on the money line. I did as well. Yeah, a bet on the money line isn't isn't the worst idea because, frankly, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets win this game. The big thing with the Redskins is that, frankly, I, I really do think it just feels like Bill Callahan's trying to run out the clock on the season by running it nonstop. Legitimately. Yeah, <laughs> like legitimately. And their games are taking like two hours and 40 minutes or something crazy like that. So, I, I mean, I could see him just sticking with the run. And again, that is the one place that the Jets are really tough on defense. They're injured up and down kind of the entire team, and they're vulnerable against the pass. But again, I don't really see Haskins being able to take advantage of that. So I, I'm totally fine with the two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It really stood out to me it just because of those because of those reasons. Yeah, and again, you liked it at one and a half. So did I, and I said so on Monday. So it is going to be one of my picks. It's not probably one of my favorites, mainly because I'm just so beaten down by the <laughs> team. And thanks for pointing out that tweet, which, by the way, was retweeting the announcement that Adam Gase will be back next year and then me doing the gif of the wedding crasher singing somebody <laughs> kill me please anyway that's how my life kind of is as a Jets fan but not for my first pick now I'm going to go with an over under here uh, which I've been having uh, a little success with been on a nice run and I'm sticking with the team that's kind of been my favorite to stick with the unders and that's the Bears and I'm going to take the Bears and the Rams under 39 and a half so I've had the Bears under here a lot and as I said it's it's been a 
pretty solid bet, and I hit on it last week. And look, both these teams are solid on the under. They're both 6-3 and three on the under on the season, and it's a pretty simple explanation. You know, you don't need to be an expert to really be able to figure it out. Both teams have poor offenses, and yes, the Rams have a poor offense, and both both teams have strong defenses, relatively strong defenses. Now, with the Bears on offense, look, we know all the issues with Trubisky. He had a good game <laughs> against the Lions, but you really can't bank on that again. And even then, they only scored 20 points anyway. He was like a hitter that got really hot, I think, for a couple of drives, right? Because he looked terrible to start off. Then suddenly something clicked. I don't bank on that happening again. That's his entire career. Yeah, yeah it's true. I mean, he's, he's certainly this year, he's regressed significantly, which is unfortunate. But Dave Montgomery is banged up. He's not a lock to play at this point. I think he missed practice today and he was limited after rolling his ankle the day before. And if not, I'm really not sure what they're going to do on the running game. They cut Mike Davis. Tariq Cohen can't really carry a regular running back load. Ryan Nall is just not going to be able to get it done. I mean, I, I frankly, I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I really don't know too much about him. I don't know much either. <laughs> yeah. So that's saying enough. Plus, Trey Burton is battling a thigh injury. He might even miss the game. And look, I, I'm just I, I don't think that there's any way that the Bears are going to be able to sustain anything on offense since they haven't been able to do it all season, and especially against a Rams defense that has really improved in recent weeks, particularly since they added Jalen Ramsey, who's probably just going to take on Allen Robinson and take away Trubisky's like lone, reliable wide receiver. As a whole, the defense is playing better lately. Clay Matthews came back from his jaw injury. That gives them another added dimension. So who's going to score the points on the Rams side? I mean, the offense is just broken and it starts with their offensive line right or you know it's it's Andrew Whitworth and all backups at this point and they've been dealing with issues on the line all year they lost their center Brian Allen last week they lost their right tackle um Havenstein I, I mean golf's been terrible they're down Brandon Cooks Todd Gurley does not look the same their offensive line is on like their fourth backups and remember last year when these two teams met it was 15-6 in favor of the <laughs> Bears right and that was back when golf had a decent offensive line. They intercepted him four times. Now, this Bears defense isn't the same as that one, I, I will admit. I mean, Khalil Mack has not been particularly disruptive. Eddie Jackson hasn't done all that much. They're down Akeem Hicks. They just lost Danny Trevathan. But still, they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, and that is really what causes Goff to be unable to put up points. So 39 and a half, it, look, it's a low number, but honestly, absent a defensive score or two, I, I just don't see how these offenses against these defenses are going to be able to reach, to reach that number. I, I really can't disagree with you on that. We have a huge Bears fan in my office. And when the number hit 39 and a half, I was like, I approached him. Do we now get the over? Is 39 and a half the number where we can attack the over now? And he was just, he just shook his head. He's, Trubisky has clearly, like you said, regressed. Goff has too, for that matter. He only threw for, you, you look at the numbers, 243 yards last week. Took him 41 attempts to get to 243 yards. Like you said, the Bears get a lot of pressure. And once he starts moving his feet, he look, he rattles very easily and his accuracy is out the window. I, I can't disagree with this play right here. And also, Mac also just loves, I know you said he hasn't been as good this year, but he always just on prime time, you always see him much more effective in those games, it seems. 
honestly, it, it's just 39 and a half. It, it's a really low number. It's not something where I'm I'm like jumping for joy over it. I believe the look ahead might have been 42. So there was a ton of money that came in on the under for good reason. But honestly, I mean, it was a little bit of the same thing last week with the Bears and the Lions where the under was was coming in heavy and they kept dropping the line. doesn't really matter to me. I think there really has to be a defensive score, which is always a possibility with these two offenses at this point. But for me, I'll, I'll stick with riding the under uh, on both these teams, which has been pretty profitable. All right, let's go to your second pick here. What do you got? Next pick, I'm going with the New England Patriots minus three and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, obviously being billed as a Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago, but only one of these teams has a chance to get back this year. Spoiler alert, it's New England. Everybody knows that. Uh, Pats are coming off a bye here and their first loss of the season. Everyone can start with their, oh, the Patriots are done, Patriots are done, yada, yada, yada. But they have to win two games, and they'll be back in the Super Bowl, so I'm not too stressed about it. Belichick loves losing a game, I think, now these these last couple of years to kind of motivate his guys a little more. And anytime you're going to give Belichick an extra week off to, pre- pre- to prepare for another team, that's that's trouble for that team. They are 15-4 and four coming out of a bye in the Belichick era. Only 10-8-1 against the spread in those games. The Eagles have a good rush defense, one of the better in the league, but that doesn't matter. The Patriots only run to, I don't know, trick people every once in a while that we're not going to throw the ball 100 times a game. And that's going to set up well against an Eagles secondary that just hasn't been very good. They have allowed at least one 100-yard receiver in seven of their nine games this year. I think Edelman and uh, Muhammad Sanu could have some big games here. Edelman's been hauling a bunch of catches uh, week after week, it seems. Like, he's a guy, that's another guy you can look at as a quick prop back to take his over on reception totals because he just seems to go over every week. And he got an extra week to rest his ailing hip. And it was another week for Sanu to learn the Josh McDaniels offense. Sanu was on the field for 100% of the Patriots plays. That's just kind of in his, just in their last game. So I, you can tell how much the Patriots like this guy. And I think he could have another big week here. Well, Philly's offense has been mediocre at best this year. Carson Wentz, his completion percentage is down. Um, that obviously could have something to do with Jason Peters not playing. Um, but he could also be down two starters at wideout this week. Sean Jackson's already out, and now Alshon Jeffrey's coming up on the injury report, and that could be big trouble because then New England can just leave those excellent that excellent secondary out on islands and just come after Wentz and the run game, and that just I think it just spells trouble for Philly all night. Um, they and Philly has mostly played poorly against good teams this year, and they're three and one at home. But those wins are against Washington, your Jets, and Mitchell Trubisky, who we were just singing his praises so, so kindly. Uh, I like the Pats to get them back on track this week and cover this one rather easily. So this probably would have been my number one pick if you weren't taking it. I, I think <laughs> here's the only thing that worries me about this. I didn't. I don't understand this line. I mean, the, the pat the Pats are a hugely public team, right? I mean, everything about this at that number screams to me that the Patriots are just going to get an enormous amount of the bets, an enormous amount of the money. And when I see something like that, it makes me pause because, you know, you, you see lines like that on occasion. You're like, this line does not make any sense. It reminds me of the the Packers and the Chargers a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the Packers are a really public team. The line was something that said like, wow, the Packers should pretty easily cover this. And then they got their butts kicked uh, against the Chargers. So, we talked about that one in the office. That was that was that seemed fishy all week to us. We're like, why? Why is that like that? And then, of course, they put up that stinker. <laughs> and this one, 
it's the same exact thing to me. Again, the Pats coming off the bye and coming off a loss. I mean, I don't know what their record might be in the in the Belichick-Brady era. I don't even know if it's happened. I wasn't able to look that up. But it, it seems to me like this is a spot where they're just going to come out. I'm sure, you know, Brady already came out and said he's still not over the Super Bowl. What I mean, they're, they're going to come out here. It seems I, I get their offense is nowhere near what it used to be. But still, at this point, you know, giving them the extra time to prepare, especially given, as you pointed out, the problems that are going on with the Eagles right now. And look, Jeffrey, I am going to be shocked if he's going to play at this point. Nothing. And if not, then you're going to put Stephon Gilmore on Zach Ertz. And then you're (laughs) going to be looking at, okay, Nelson Aguilar, go ahead out there. Or Jordan Matthews, our new number one wide receiver, go ahead out there and try to do something against this defense. I think the the, uh, Eagles are going to have a lot of you know, a, a difficult time scoring in this one. I think the Patriots are going to be creative enough to make this happen. I mean, Jim Schwartz loves to blitz. That's what Brady eats up. So I, 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 I'm in complete agreement with you on this. This one, honestly, is my favorite bet of the week. I, I admit the only thing that it gives me some pause is the fact that it seems too good to be true. But I, I think there sometimes are lines like that that you're just like, well, I'm just going with, I, you know, this is, I, I'm not going to overanalyze at this point. So I completely agree with you. Maybe it's brought down a, a bit by the fact that this is like Peterson did do so well against that pa- Patriots team a few years ago, but these are different teams now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I- I'm totally with you. So I'm completely on board with that one. I'm going to stick with an over under for my second pick and I'm going to go with the Raiders and the Bengals over 49. Now the Raiders offense is really, really good kind of quietly. Now people are catching on to them it really all starts with their offensive line which has been dominant of late and Derek Carr has played really really well because of it although he's also played pretty well even when he's under pressure now the receivers are are not elite Tyrell Williams is still battling plantar fasciitis Hunter Renfro is improving Zay Jones is there but it's not like any of these guys really scares you but they have an elite running back in Josh Jacobs and an elite tight end in Darren Waller. So guess what? The Bengals are pretty much the worst team in the league against running backs and tight ends. So there are going to be plenty of points for the Raiders in this one. But I honestly think in this one, I don't know, might be, you know, kind of a hot take, I guess. I think the Bengals are going to put up quite a few points in this game, too. I I get that Ryan Finley's numbers were not great against Baltimore, far from it. But I watched a lot of that game, and I kind of was mildly impressed with him. I know his numbers weren't good, and he threw that horrible pick six, but that's a really, really difficult defense, and he was able to move the ball kind of up and down the field pretty easily. And the Oakland pass defense is just kind of non-existent. Put aside Phillip Rivers' terrible game last week. It's just not a solid defense. The run defense is better. I think it's a little overrated, but it's better. But Joe Mixon got 30 carries last week. So in a game where they were getting blown out, right? So if the coaching staff is finally going to heavily rely on their best offensive player, then I think that probably portends good things for their offense. So in the end, I see a ton of points from the Raiders. I see enough from the Bengals to get here. So, you know, 49's a high, not crazy high, but a high over under. But I still think that they're going to clear it and get into the 50. So give me the Raiders and the Bengals over 49. Had no arguments for me there. This kind of leads into uh, my prop bet coming up, so I can't really disagree too much. And uh, and Ryan Finley, I agree with you. I I really liked him at NC State. He had a lot of hit a lot of potential uh, coming into the draft, and I think he could be a capable NFL quarterback. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, you know, sort of people were talking that, you know, how bad he was. But again, I that was one of the games, you know, I have a bunch of games on, on, on Sunday. I try to watch, you know, three or four of them at once and then also have Red Zone <laughs> on another thing. Um, but that game I was watching closely because I really wanted to see how he was. And again, I, the Ravens defense is great. So, you know, it wasn't like he was amazing or anything like that. But I think it was a little overblown because I, I do think that he showed some good things. So I'm a little mildly bit of a believer in the guy as, <laughs> as to having an NFL career. So we'll see about that. But I look forward to hearing your prop bet because mine might also be from that game. But we'll see where we <laughs> end up. Now, before we move on to your third pick, let's talk briefly about BetMGM and the BetMGM Sports app. So go onto your app store, search for BetMGM Sports, and download the app onto your phone. Sign up for an account. Use our promo code Harris and congratulations, you now have a risk-free $500 bet. Yes, risk-free. There are no strings attached here. There's nothing like that. Your first bet of up to $500 is guaranteed. If you lose, BetMGM will credit you the amount you lost up to $500 for future wagers. And even if that was all you got, right? Even if this was this one-time amazing risk-free bet followed by the opportunity to bet right from your phone, that would be awesome. But as you'll see, BetMGM offers a ton of boosted bets where you'll get these insane odds on bets that are like borderline guaranteed money. They have a ton of amazing other benefits as well, like being able to track your bet in real time or take an early cash out to lock in your winnings or cut your losses. So again, just download the BetMGM Sports app, sign up for an account, use our promo code HARRIS to get your risk-free $500 bet. These winnings are paid in free bets. You must be 21 years or older, and although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet, and certain restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions, and if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Andrew, let's get on to your third pick. What do you got for number three? I'm joining you with a total here, and I'm going to go over 52 in this weekend's game in Mexico City between the Chiefs and Chargers. And hopefully it returns there. The reports are that the field is in good shape after last year's game was canceled uh, or moved, I guess, um, at the last minute. But with the air that thin, the elevation there is about 7,200 feet. For reference, for those who don't know, Denver, which is the mile-high city, is 5,100 feet. So that's 2,000 more feet in Mexico City. And I just, I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. Um, the Chargers have been practicing at the Air Force facility this week, and that has an elevation of 6,000 feet. But to me, all that says is that you need to take the thin air seriously. And I think it will end up benefiting the offenses in the long run. I think those defenses will gas faster. And I think that there will be an opportunity for plenty of points. Mahomes looked like his old self last week three TDs, 450 yards against what was supposed to be a, at least a decent Titans defense, put up 32 points in that loss, 32-25 loss to the Titans. That's not really his fault. But now he faces a Chargers defense that ranks 26th at DVOA. Um, Casey Hayward has struggled this year, and that secondary just isn't the same without Derwin James. Like, they need him to be effective. Like, um, Joey Bosa will obviously be disruptive at points, but Mahomes show that he is capable, at, at least right now on that knee, to still move around that pocket a little bit. And for the Chargers offense, they have the exact weapons that you need to attack the Chiefs defense, and that's two talented backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon 
looks like he's, it took him like, he had a training camp. He had four weeks where he was terrible and they were feeding the ball and it just didn't work. But now the last two weeks, he's been much better and they've given him 20 plus touches a game. And then Austin Eckler will be able to take advantage of a Chiefs defense that has struggled with passing yards against running backs. So I just, I think both teams have the ability to score in this game. And I think 52 is, I think this number is also just going to go up the closer it gets to game time. So jump on it as soon as you can. Yeah, I've got no problem whatsoever with that pick I mean I think that I'd be shocked if this isn't a huge scoring game my one concern if I was to raise a concern and it's more devil's advocate is that you may (laughs) thanks in the games that um you know that the Chiefs have struggled a little bit or that you know when they first looked unstoppable before Mahomes got injured and stuff like that you know the key to kind of winning those games was to run the ball nonstop against their extremely weak run defense and that chews up clock in the way to not allow Patrick Mahomes to jump back onto the field and score in 30 seconds right you want to keep him off the field as much as possible you make a great point Gordon is running extremely well right now essentially like he had his training camp is there any concern though for you in thinking about the over that the Chargers just come out and just basically ball control the heck out of this thing and just basically say, we're going to keep that defense on the field for as long as possible. We're going to have these really, really long drives relying on the run. Because that that is my only concern and one of the reasons why it wasn't one of my picks. I like the over. I think that it's going to get bet. I agree that it's the number is going to go up because especially Mexico City, but that was my one concern about that. Is it conceivable that the Chiefs' run defense is so bad <laughs> that it'll be like <laughs> a fast-paced offense. Uh, that's actually a a fair point. And, you know, the thing about Gordon, by the way, last week against the Raiders, he must have been hit in the backfield on, like, half of his runs, right? And he just, like, willed himself to getting free and stuff like that. So he will certainly gain chunk yards um, on a lot of those runs. And, again, to me, I don't really think it matters I because th- I think Mahomes is capable of you know, leading a two minute, you know, scoring drive on any given point, you have a short slant to, uh, you know, Tyree killer, McCall Hardman, who, you know, took that pass last week where he was basically in the grasp of two guys. And he just like turned on the after just and just ran right past them. So they could score at will. So I agree. I'm going to take the over, um, when I make my picks on bettingpros.com. That was the only reason why I got a little worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could you tell he was happy to have Hill back though? Like that was the first time they were like that, that offense was, fully healthy since like minute five of a week one he targeted 18 times or something like that yeah well it shows you unfortunately how bad the defense is considering they still lost that game despite the fact that they were dominant although they should have won of course um all right for my final pick i'm going to get off the over-unders and i'm going to take a spread and that is the bills laying six and a half to the Dolphins. Now, I got this on bettingpros.com when it was six. The line has moved up a bit. I'm still going to take it as long as it's under a touchdown. So I think the Dolphins are justifiably getting some backing lately from betters. They've won two straight. I think they might have covered their last five games. They're clearly not tanking at this point, but I just don't think that the Dolphins are a very good football team, despite the fact that they have beaten the Jets, one of the worst teams in football, (laughs) and the Colts with Brian Hoyer and no T.Y. Hilton. So, look, they don't have Xavier Howard anymore. They don't have Kenyon Drake. They don't even have Mark Walton anymore. They don't have Preston Williams. And I get it 
we can't rely on them intentionally tanking anymore. That was sort of the big thing. They might put up a fight in the first half. In the second half, they'd literally just be like, wait, wait, we don't want to win this game. So that, though, does not change the fact that they're just not particularly talented. And it's hard <laughs> to see them doing much offensively against the Bills that has a pretty elite pass defense. I mean, the, they pressure the quarterback regularly. They have very good cornerbacks. They're weak at the running defense, right? That's definitely where you attack them. And the Dolphins have Kalen Balage. He was awful last week in a featured role. He's been awful all season. He is the irresistible force of running back futility over there. I mean, and offensively, the Bills are not great, but they can move the ball. John Brown's consistent. Devin Singletary is getting more work. They'll score enough points and probably add a defensive score against Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. I mean, this was a 17-point spread uh, a few weeks back. I don't see the teams being all that much different now the bills are coming off a loss they're probably angry so for me under a touchdown i'm gonna take this one uh well i get to counter you here in our bets to avoid because i'm not touching it (laughs) Ooh, okay all right well that is gonna i'll recap that in a second but then let's move on to it's a trap because that sounds like where you're going is this year it's a trap and avoid this game i'm going to it's a trap oh no go ahead go ahead counter (laughs) Uh, for everything you said, I think this line is probably a little lower than it should be because of this recent success. The, the Dolphins are, for inexplicably, the best bet over the bye. They haven't not covered a spread since their bye. I think, well, while the Bills defense is good, touch overrated, just a touch, and the offense, you're putting faith in Josh Allen to cover us at least a mediocre number, not a huge number, but I just... I am uh, very much on the Josh Allen still hasn't proven anything to me kind of train. I want to see more from him. He's still inaccurate. He's obviously very talented running the football, but it just makes me, he makes me so uncomfortable. He might be the new Marcus Mariota for me. I know that might be a little blasphemous, but sorry, Bills, Bills Mafia. They probably should have lost the Dolphins a few weeks ago. And they're only scoring 18, like just over 18 and a half points when they're on the road and you want them to cover almost a touchdown. I I guess the number is going to be really important. Maybe at six and lower, I'd say the Bills, six and a half or higher, maybe the Finns. So maybe that's one of the reasons I'm staying away. But these, this, like you said, this is, they're clearly not tanking anymore. Maybe, maybe Flores wants Chase Young instead of one of those quarterbacks because Ryan Fitzpatrick thinks... He has a job in the future, I guess. He just is just going to keep throwing footballs until people tell him to not throw footballs. The Bills, your logic is 100% correct. The Bills should win. They should cover. I just, I can't. I can't put, I can't put the faith in Josh Allen. So I, I hate to support your argument in any way, but <laughs> I will say this. On bettingpros.com, one of the things that you can do is you can look at, you know, there are hundreds of experts that, you know, or over 100 experts that put in their picks onto the site. And right now there are 52 of them, and there will be more as it goes on, that have put in their picks at some point this week. It is 50% on Buffalo and 50% on Miami. Well, that's fine. How are the most accurate experts doing? The top 20% of experts, how are they picking that game? Because you can see that on bettingpros.com too. Well... 
50% are taking Buffalo and 50% are taking Miami. That's the definition of a game you avoid. But you know what? I don't care. I don't, That's fine. I'll be one of the ones who's going with it. Yeah, look, I, I get it. And I, I, I want to be clear. First of all, please don't piss off Bill's Mafia because they are they are tough. They are tough. I went to school in Buffalo. You don't want to get on their bad side. But I, I agree. I do not have faith in Josh Allen as a passer. I mean, he he has done nothing to, you know, cure my concerns about him in the preseason that he's incredibly inaccurate. But I really think that they can still move the ball up and down the field relying primarily on their run, you know, getting enough to John Brown or short passes to Cole Beasley or something like that. I don't expect them to put up a ton of points here. I wouldn't argue with an under necessarily, but I really think in the end it's going to just be way too tough for the Dolphins to put up points here. Again, I, I like their pass defense. I mean, it sounds like you, you're you not quite as high on it as I am. I, I really like it. I think their run defense is super vulnerable. And again, that that's the only thing the Dolphins cannot do. I mean, at all, is is run the ball whatsoever. I mean, and again, I think the loss of Preston Williams is is a big one. And, you know, they, they played without him last week. But, you know, Mike Kosicki, whatever, Devontae Parker's had a fine season. But really, for me... That was a good pronunciation. I would have I would have messed that up. Oh, thanks, man. I pride myself on uh, pronunciations. That's why I was a little <laughs> uh, messed up on the uh, Bears backup running back there. But, uh, yeah, look, in the end, I, I, I get it. And obviously, you know, the, the consensus of the experts are with you too but for me if for no other if you're under a touchdown so you said you know six and a half or over no under a touchdown for me i'm fine once it gets to seven if it gets there which i don't necessarily think it will if it gets to seven i i'm out i I don't want the the full touchdown or something like that um but if you're below the key number of seven i'm really okay taking them for me so i i think uh you know i'm gonna go with that so look we jumped ahead to it's a trap but let me very quickly recap how what we did in pick six, you are going to be taking the Pats laying three and a half uh, against the Eagles, and the Jets are getting two and a half against the Redskins. The Pats laying three and a half against the Eagles, and uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers over 52 on Monday night in Mexico City. I'm going to be taking the Bears and the Rams under 39 and a half, the Raiders and the Bengals over 49, and the Bills laying six and a half against the Dolphins but you have already given your it's a trap so I get to now give mine and mine is I'm going to avoid the Vikings laying 10 and a half to the Broncos that's a really really big number and you look at it and the Vikings should easily win this game but they're coming off this huge win against the Cowboys in prime time on Sunday night they've got a bye next week it's certainly a spot where they could easily just like look past it and be like all right we're going to just easily take care of business here against the Broncos we've got the relaxation bye coming up and then we'll get forward going you know finishing out the season strong they're also most likely still down Adam Thielen here he hasn't been ruled out there's um a chance I believe is the quote I heard that he could play but I highly doubt he's going to suit up here meanwhile on the other side the Broncos defense continues to play relatively well Brandon Allen wasn't great but he managed the game okay in a game that they won uh, last week now they're off a bye they've had the extra week to prepare for this so I could see some value here in the Broncos getting a number that high but the Vikings are just such a better team and I just cannot get behind a team like the Broncos playing on the road who probably can't take advantage of the big deficiency in the Vikings pass defense with Brandon Allen as quarterback. So for me, 10 and a half, when you get a spread like that, I always look at the team getting the points. And again, last week kind of showed you why Atlanta came out there and, and really did a number. But for me, it's just not something where I would feel comfortable taking the Broncos. So it's a game I'm, I'm running away from entirely. 
Do you believe in Kirk Cousins yet? Uh, look, I, I did I say something negative about Kirk Cousins, or are you just asking in the generic sense? No, you did, just just the general generic Kirk Cousins is not good kind of <laughs> analysis. It's and I have personally, I have been shocked <laughs> about his play. Seventy one percent completion percentage, seventeen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, one interception in his last six games or something like that. Five six games. It's been shocking <laughs> yeah I mean it's been good to see them open up the offense a little bit and and rely a little bit more in the past although you know they don't always need to Dalvin Cook is such a stud um I I certainly was never as down on Kirk Cousins as I felt like most people were I mean I think <laughs> feel like a guy like Cousins we've seen enough to know he's a quality NFL quarterback and perhaps again it's me as a Jets fan where you have a lifetime of watching you know these are quarterbacks that really can't play the position <laughs> that when you see someone like Cousins you're like oh yeah that guy can totally run an offense uh, without any problems so look whatever they're doing I, I really like if, if I was forced to take one uh I mean I'd probably take the Vikings just because I, I really don't feel confident right now in the Broncos ability to score despite what they did um in their last game but for me this is a trap it's a lot of points yeah, yeah. It's, it's too many points for me to feel comfortable all right so you are avoiding the Bills giving six and a half uh to the Dolphins I'm avoiding the Vikings laying 10 and a half uh, against the Broncos. Now, before we get to our final segment, I want to remind everyone about our giveaway. It is a signed Odell Beckham Jr. Cleveland Browns helmet, and our contest is running through November 30th, so you still have a little bit to enter. Now, you can go to bettingpros.com slash contest for more details, but if you want to enter, just leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com. Now, an entry into this contest gets you automatically entered into all future contests. So if you've entered a previous contest, you are automatically entered into this one. So you might as well go ahead, get your review in, and send the screenshot of it to contest at bettingpros.com. Now, the Beckham helmet and all of our signed helmets, they come from Pristine Auction, where they offer a ton of great memorabilia with thousands of auctions every day. And when you go there, use our promo code BETTINGPROS and win a free $5 voucher instantly. So just go to pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. All right, let's finish up with our top prop. And I believe you mentioned that it's coming from the Raiders-Bengals game. So go ahead. Hey, it is. It's that elite running back you mentioned, Josh Jacobs. He's. I haven't seen any any official numbers on the board, but I've seen an at least prop on the board for a, for 96 yards. And then you can kind of um, make the assumption that that's usually about eight and a half to 10 percent higher than the total will be. So I'm going to take Josh Jacobs to go over 89 and a half rushing yards this week. And for me, this one's pretty simple. You broke down the Bengals pretty quickly. One of the worst rush defenses in the league. They're allowing 173 yards per game on the ground and ranked 29th in DVOA. And not only are they giving up a lot of yards, they're giving up a lot of yards in bunches, 16 plays of 20 or more this season. And the Raiders are just going to run the ball a lot. That's the game plan. They have one of the, like you said, like you also mentioned, they have one of the best offensive lines in football, surprisingly to me. And Jacobs is averaging nearly 20 attempts per game and 90 yards per game. I just... I am excited to back this one wholeheartedly. Josh Jacobs, I think he's going to break a big one and go over this one, we'll say in like the third quarter. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a great one. But let me let me ask you something. All right, let me. I, so I'm looking at at uh, points bet right now. Now they offer kind of the at least this. So I'm going to give you the odds. I'm going to give you the vig. So you tell me which one is your favorite. You can get them at 75 or more rushing yards at minus 264. So that's a pretty big uh, big prize right there. You can get them to go over 100 rushing yards at minus 106. You can get them to go over 125 rushing yards for plus 240. Or you can get them at over 150 rushing yards at plus 425. Out of curiosity, which one of those is your favorite? The responsible better in me says the 100 yards at the minus 106 or whatever that was. But if if he's going to go over, I think he's going to he, he might go way over. And that that almost four and a half to one at plus 150, like that might just be worth a little sprinkle. I love it. I love it. I'd probably go 125. I'd split the baby <laughs> at plus 240 and I'd take it there because I do think he's going to get there because I completely agree. They're going to win this game pretty handily and they're going to rely on him all day long and he he is great man he is really he's a future love watching him yeah he's just he runs hard he's he's just really good and again as we talked about they have a great offensive line so i love the bet completely now i'm going to stick in that game and i'm going to go on the other side of the ball and i'm going to go with joe mixon to go over 75 rushing yards at minus 113 so as i mentioned mixon got 30 carries last week in a game in which the Bengals were blown out from the word go right i mean they had the touchdown to mark andrews in like 30 seconds that was just done the game was over so whether they're just trying to protect ryan finley or whether or not it's kind of a new philosophy here where they're going to rely more heavily on the run i think you're going to see a ton of work for Mixon, regardless of what the score is. And if he sees 20 to 25 carries, he's easily going to surpass 75 yards, even with the fact that they have a terrible offensive line, and even with the fact that the Raiders have done a pretty good job of holding opposing running backs in check. As I said, I don't really believe that the Oakland rush defense is elite. I think it's far more about the fact that their pass defense is just terrible. And I think that that's really where you attack them. I think you can still attack them generally on the run. And again, 75 yards is not a huge number, and it's only minus 113. You looked at what we said Jacobs was minus 106 at 100 yards. So if you can get Mixon at 75 yards at minus 113, again, between the two, I think Jacobs is like the lock of the week, frankly. Whichever way you go, over 100, great. I think that's going to be there. But in this one, honestly, even though I expect the Raiders to win, I'm fairly confident that Mixon is going to get the workload to allow him to pretty easily surpass 75 rushing yards. Uh, No complaints from me. I love it. We're on the same game even. So, you know, you and I can watch that and we can, uh, you know, message each other and, uh, hopefully not uh, be both pretty happy at the amount <laughs> of rushing attacks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again for joining me and to remind everyone where they can find more of you and your work. You can find me at covers.com and on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. Uh, we also have a brand new app that's out. You can download and test out. It's great for bet tracking uh, line moves. And we've got these cool things called sweat alerts. So if you set a line, and your team is only covering by a point or so, you're going to get an alert and be like, hey, maybe go hedge this bet somewhere else. And uh, it's just a cool little thing that you need to go and check out. That's awesome. Well, uh, that honestly sounds like a really great thing uh, for better. So everybody definitely go check that out and make sure to follow Andrew. He's a great follow on Twitter. So thanks again for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. I'm happy to be here. All right, I want to remind everyone about BetMGM, where you can get a risk-free $500 bet 
when you go and download the BetMGM Sports app and sign up using our promo code Harris. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com to be entered into our Odell Beckham Jr. signed helmet giveaway. Good luck with your wagers this weekend, my friends. We'll be back breaking down the early lines for Week 12 on Monday. <laughs> 